When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. <laughs> you make it home? Uh, barely, man. Welcome back, like a, dude. Like, like a like a like a marathon runner with bloody nipples and <laughs> diarrhea running down his leg. <laughs> I made it back in. <laughs> was, oh my god. Oh, this is rough. You always oh. paint such a picture. Yeah, uh, you know, I've I, I work with words. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I want to start by saying thanks to the folks who hooked me up with the last-minute shows and got me to click off my 50 states in Wyoming and in Montana. Oh, nice. Uh, th- that was it. The last week was, yeah, Wyoming was Monday, and I did Bozeman Wednesday and put Missoula on Friday, which in that one, <clears throat> I think I did like an hour and a half. I'm sorry, but I got I got caught in that comedian thing where like, and this will be the last joke, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get quite the last. Where you didn't deliver it the way you wanted. Like, all right, well then this next one will be the last joke, and like, ah, I've been up here too long. Yep. Yeah, let and me. Part of it was yeah, the end of the tour. Here's all the stuff I got right now, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I've made that mistake. You want to end on a high note, and you just can't dismount because nothing's really hitting the way you want it at the end. Mm-mm. Yeah, that high note turns into a, a, a half-hour-long <laughs> attempt. <laughs> oh, man. How was Missoula? I like that town. It was cool, man. Yeah. I uh, I got there early. I got there Tuesday night and uh, kind of figured, like, all right, I'm just going to go bar hop. I'm going to walk around. Mm-hmm. Missoula, and it was uh, it was pretty fun, man. I I I I do miss. I mean, that's the L.A. part talking. I miss bars that are just bars for the sake of being bars. Yeah, as we've discussed before, like why does it have to have a theme or be reinvented or have like, oh, this is like, uh, no, this this bar is the the theme is Cold War Lithuania. It's like I just no, I don't <laughs> need. Oh man, like. Communist theme cocktail. Yeah. Little bar. Yeah. Just... And uh, so, yeah, I, I bopped around, man. I, I went and saw there's like sort of country band in some basement somewhere. I watched that for a little bit. And I, it was cool, man. Just a little downtown area. And uh, they play that game. They play the uh, dice game. Just get five of a kind. That's all it is. Huh. Five, five die or six die in a tumbler. And you just have to match them all. Okay. Simple and, enough. And apparently the, the one bar was up to like six or seven grand. 
that I heard later because I'm sitting in there and people were just, I was like right by the door. People would come in and just say, oh my God, somebody won it. Somebody won it because they had the tally written on the behind the bar. It was only like 500 bucks or something. Like somebody won the six grand. Like that was the big news. Dude, that is big news. Yeah, the Jeez. six grand on a little Im- dice game at the bar. Do you imagine just going in for a couple of drinks and you leave with six grand? So somebody's like, I hope whoever it was bought everybody a beer in this bar. So yeah. what do they do? They charge a, a buck or two per roll, and then half of it goes towards the tally, or how do they? Well, yeah, it was like it was. Uh, what was it? Two bucks for five rolls, or I forget uh-huh. what that was. And I guess yeah, honor system. That money goes into the goes into the till. Okay. It goes into the pot. <clears throat> but that man, what an easy way to get lose a few bucks. Cause you just see somebody doing it and there's uh-huh. no I'm like, oh yeah. Cause I like dice games. Uh-huh. I like I like playing uh four, five, six, which is an easy one. I don't know if you ever played that. You got like No. Start with you need three dollar bills or three whatever amounts in the uh, uh, you know, do th- you do it with fives? You can do it with quarters. And I think it's if you if you roll a four, it goes uh, one dollar goes to the left. You get three die. Mm-hmm. If you get all fours, all three of your dollars go to the left. If you get all sixes, all three of your dollars go to the right. If you get all fives or all fives, it goes in the pot. If you get one, two, or three, you keep it. Huh? It's just it. I'm not explaining it right, but it's a real fun, easy party game. To where if everybody's playing with a dollar, but you got ten people playing, and all of a sudden that's thirty bucks in singles in the middle at the end mm-hmm. with two people left playing. That thirty bucks looks like a lot of money when you start with three bucks, and it makes it exciting. <laughs> that does sound fun. I've I've never been much of a a gambler in that uh, regard. I, I don't know anything about dice games, card games, none of that shit. That's something. I'm not opposed to it. I don't know why I'm not into it. I think that's something I wasn't raised on. It wasn't like part of my culture growing up, so I never really latched onto it or got into it. But uh, you ever play scratchers? No. Oh, eh. I probably bought ten scratchers my whole life. Like when I was a teenager, it, it, they first. I remember when uh, you when all that became legal in Georgia. It was uh, what was it called? Um, mm-hmm. You got the Hope Foundation or something where. They uh, implemented uh, lottery stuff to Georgia, and then part of the proceeds went to, like, public education. So, like, that's how all, like, the moralist Christians kind of justified it because, you know, you're not supposed to gamble if you're a Christian. But they're like, ah, it's going towards education. Uh, That was, uh, yeah, Illinois was like, oh, like, it all benefited the school system. Like, well, not well enough because people still think playing the lottery, (laughs) the odds are in their favor. So clearly they're not doing a great job with the school system. Yeah. With all this money we're giving them, because people are still like, I'm going to win the lottery. I don't need a job. Like, all right, well. Man, there's nothing more depressing than going into a gas station and just seeing somebody just camped out. Like, no, I've been here for an hour and a half. I've already dropped a couple of hundred bucks. Let me let me get another one of those $5 scratchers. Like, it, what is that? It was like, we would do that like Christmas. That would be like stocking stuffers or mm-hmm. scratch-off yeah. tickets. Because it was yeah. fun for everybody to do them. Then somebody like, oh, so-and-so got a couple hundred bucks. Uh, I, I, same thing. Maybe I bought 10 of them in my life, Mm -hmm. but whenever it's like Powerball or shit like that, the big lotto, Mm -hmm. I don't, no, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care about that. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. But the dice game's fun. So it's just right away. And it's like, you know, you're interactive. Plus you've had a few drinks. That's how they get you. Mm -hmm. Mike, micro Vegas. 
You drunk? Here, let me have these dice for a couple bucks. But uh, <clears throat> Missoula was cool hanging out. And then I, I wound up at some bar. I did a tweet about it. I'm like, I'm at a gay bar. It was like, Missoula has a gay bar. I'm like, I don't know. It's gayer than the other ones I went to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like Ian Carmel was on TV because, you know, he's the head writer for James Corden. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really watch late night TV, but I didn't realize how much Ian was just part of the show now. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't watch it either, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's like him. just part of the show interacting. Like, Ian's up there and they're playing a. Uh, some Tina Turner songs. It was like good. And I was like, all right, man. I was feeling it. I was just feeling it. I love Missoula because I, I love any town that's just right smack dab in, in the wilderness. Like, oh, there's a bunch of cool bars right here, but uh, three miles that way, there's grizzly bears. Just, I love that. Yeah. Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina is that way. Uh, Knoxville is kind of that way. Missoula. Yeah, just any town yeah, where like. Isolated. Just, yeah, if this little town wasn't here, this would be, I mean, the next town is, you know, dozens and dozens of miles away. I love that. Yeah, you get that Wild West vibe, like, oh, this is where everybody kind of convened. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes down from the it. mountain to trade. Yeah. Yeah, you can feel it. I've got my pelts. <laughs> I've got jokes that I will trade <laughs> for some for some doubloons. Mm. Yeah, I was... Uh, <laughs> Cause I, yeah, I camped out the night before, just found some campsite on the way in between Laramie and there. And then I stayed at a, I parked at a Walmart that first night. Man, there was two Walmarts. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do the Walmart thing tonight. Mm-hmm. I get to one. Oh, smelled smelled like, uh, like trash day in hell. Really? <clears throat> Whatever was going on. And I kept trying. I'm like, <clears throat> maybe they put like manure or something down in this area, mm. like of the of the, the the landscaping. I tried to go to a different part. Whole thing was horrible. Had to st- uproot, go to the other Walmart across town. <laughs> and I was telling somebody, I'm like, yeah, it smells like yeah. There's like a pork processing plant right there, uh. and the and the river. I'm like, okay, it all smelled like to the, I wasn't going to be able to sleep. Hmm. You know. That's bad and when you can't you can't sleep because of smell. It was ungodly. And then I went to the other one, and that was uh, so I did. Well, no, I'm I'm sorry. I did the show in Bozeman Wednesday. Thursday night is when I got up to Missoula, and I was I was in kind of bad shape. And I I, I you know I made my bed, so I'll I'll lie in it. I was. I was booze saturated for the past seven weeks, and the gout was like, "Oh, remember me? Oh no! Remember how you decided to have all the beer and let your medicine run out? Well, here's your friend. I'm just gonna take a bite out of your knee right now." Oh, but so I was I was drinking like a ton of water, <laughs> flush it out, and I think I I think I flooded a whole corner of that Walmart parking lot. <laughs> You at least put it in the grass, like, right? You didn't just pour it on the asphalt. I just poured it out the door. Oh, dude, dude, what, what? That really? That's unethical. Yeah, poured it right onto the asphalt parking lot. Come on, man! You got to at least get it in oh, a na- natural area. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to offend the meth smokers <laughs> I was parked next to. Oh man. Nah, I'm not here to judge. Yeah, I didn't want I didn't want to upset the guy who made a squirrel's nest out of Taco Bell wrapper, wrappers <laughs> and his Buick LeSabre next to me. 
Oh man, that that Walmart parking lot could be a, a a wild ride. A lot of folks. It was. I mean, I I slept pretty well. Otherwise, yeah. Nobody's running generators or anything. Walmart and uh, Flying J's. That was my go-to on the road to crash. I did that. Oh, did you see uh, Brooks Whelan's dad? <laughs> the thing that he posted. Oh, yes. Refresh my memory. <laughs> dad, what was it about? Uh, his dad. His dad. Oh, has the his fireworks. Own fireworks. Has his own <laughs> fireworks kiosk in like a Walmart parking lot. And he sleeps in the kiosk. And then the band Sticks parked their tour van there and left their generator going all night. So his dad was starting a Facebook war with Sticks to be like, oh, you got, who does this? What kind of real rock band can't even find a hotel? Whatever, man. You guys tanked after Mr. Roboto or something. It was like picking a fight with Sticks because he's trying to sleep in his fireworks kiosk. Brooks, man, I I already so like Brooks, but Brooks will say some things. You're like, that's not true, and then you find out, oh, your family is crazy. Why don't y'all come sail away this generator, <laughs> assholes? <laughs> His whole family are like like wrestling coaches or former pro wrestlers. His dad is like a oh. ripped old guy who takes shirtless selfies still. He, he used to have that bit about his dad killed a possum with a hammer. <laughs> Horrific. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's some uh that's some Iowa shit right there. Oh man. But that's I, funny. that one that one got me that he's like, Yep, yeah, my dad is uh starting an internet fight with the band Sticks over where they can park. Oh man, that is that is so funny. Yeah. Also, oh, here's here's one for the Seinfeld heads out there. So after the show in Missoula, or uh, yeah, Missoula Friday night, we go to this bar that they say that Flippers, where it all that's like the comedy bar where everybody uh-huh. kind of convenes. And uh, you know who was there that night hanging out? The Maestro from Seinfeld. No way. The Ma- somebody said that yeah, he flew in to do a play in Missoula and was hanging out there. And we just figured it was the oldest guy that was at the bar. There was an old guy there. I can't remember what the maestro looked like at all. Maestro, if I'm not mistaken, is the same actor who played uh, in um, Raising Arizona, Nick Cage's boss, which tells one of my favorite street jokes of all time. Is that him? I think that's the same actor. He's also in the Motley Crue, or not Motley Crue, a Twisted Sister video. Okay, now... And he's Dr. Kennedy on Sopranos. What? Now, wait a minute. Now, the, okay, I thought it was the dude. Now, you think of the guy from the Twisted Sister video, which is the guy from Animal House. He's playing his character oh, right. from Animal House in the Twisted... Because I, I read a lot of 80s glam rock books on this trip. Mm-hmm. In, uh, Maestro. <laughs> In Raising Arizona, he tells the joke. He goes, Pollock walks into a bar holding a big old pile of dog shit in his hand. Goes, hey, look what I just almost stepped in. I fucked it up. Look what I almost stepped in. Because he's holding it. That's why that's funny. Yeah, Good wait, job, it, it's not. Is that not the same is guy? It, is it Niederman? Now, oh boy, now we're. 
Now we're in it here. Uh-huh. Hold on. Now we're Now I'm looking at the Sam McMurray. Is that the same guy? Hold on. Hold on. The Maestro Seinfeld. Mark Metcalf. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different. It's two dudes that look alike then. No, okay. So, no, you were right. He was Niedermeyer from Animal House. Uh huh. He is not the dude from Raising Arizona. He's not that guy? No. Oh, okay. That guy, I thought, was. Huh. uh, Man, they look a lot alike. I could see I, I could see how that would get confusing. Yeah. Well my but whole so world this, is shattered. So this now. guy was Holy shit, man. I didn't know it was the same guy as Niedermeyer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I would have definitely made a line. Cause like the Seinfeld thing, I'm like, oh a lot of people came in the world, but Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer's classic, man. Animal House never did it for me. I've I tr- I watched it like three times and I just I mean it was okay it it might be one of those uh, generational things where it was just a little before my time and I'm not one of those idiots that can't enjoy things before their time but uh, maybe just the the sense of humor <laughs> I'm not one of those idiots that can't enjoy things I like fire uh, no but like indoor I, plumbing I met so many I appreciate young a lot of things <laughs> I met so many young people that have never seen like classic movies just because it was ten years before their time i'm like yeah i get that that was before your time but you know go back and do your research and enjoy all the art that happened before you were born but i i hate to tell it to you wait till you wait till you go back on the road and you're hanging out with uh comedians that are literally half your age and they do not understand simpsons references yeah yeah and you're like how could you not understand that oh i don't know maybe the same way uh, my parents couldn't understand why I didn't know who Maud was or, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the same way. <laughs> but Soap is the greatest TV show ever. Nah, get out of here, old people. Yeah. Or how the theme song to MASH just let me, like, I've, I never knew what, like, I wasn't depressed as a kid, but if I was up late enough and then the theme song to MASH Dude. started playing, I'm like, it was it was like basically like a bar saying, last call, and you didn't know how long you were there for. Dude, I feel the exact same way. I can never put my <laughs> finger on it, but it, I used to always get bummed out when I would hear that song because I knew it, I was up way too late, and just, yeah. uh, this like wasn't I felt for hung me. over as a nine-year-old. <laughs> yes. If the, if the MASH theme song started playing, I'm like... God, what do, we, what do we get into Coke? i got to be at work in a half hour. Oh what did I do? God, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, the MASH theme song was like, i got to go to bed. i got to get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, it did feel like closing time. Like, ah, all right, got to really wind down now because here's <laughs> this was. weird. I've never seen a single episode of MASH, hey, nor do I care to. A situational <laughs> comedy about the Korean War. Sign me up. <laughs> I don't care to, but yeah, that song was just, go to bed, buddy. You got work in the morning. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Uh, that's funny. But uh, I didn't know it was Niedermeyer. I I was reading, so I read Lemmy's autobiography. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, speaking not of the Korean War. Lemmy's autobiography, like, listen, these things. 
I read his and I read Nikki Six. I don't know if I was talking about this last week. Yeah. Was I? Yeah, but but give us more. This is fine. Okay. Well, nothing. Just about how like all right, they're problematic. Of course. Mm-hmm. I told you the line from Lemmy's, right? No. Okay, like Lemmy's, like you know, he's kind of explaining why he has like he's like yeah, I have all this old German memorabilia from World War Two. It's uh-huh. a part of history. I don't think it's good. Uh-huh. I have it as artifacts uh-huh. you know as part you know as part of history no he's like i'm not racist and like tell me he's like, racism stupid and then he's like i know the line the line that kills me i was like it's just about how he doesn't understand why you'd be right like how stupid racism is like 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 people that harass shopkeepers he's like yeah koreans can be lippy but there's no need to be racist <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> Oh, Lemmy. <laughs> and only Lemmy could say something like that, and you'd be like, I, I get where he's coming from. <laughs> you seen that documentary about him? Uh, what is it? I think uh, I, 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 anytime something like this is on, I've, I've watched it. I don't know this, like if it was a specific one or not. There's one. like a Sunset Strip documentary or a Lemmy yeah. documentary or Guns N' Roses. Yeah, there's a few out there. There's one, the one, it's like 51, 51%. Son of a bitch, forty nine percent motherfucker, something like that's the title of it. But uh, mm. it, I, I, it's kind of endearing because of the opening scene. It's just him and his sh- crammed little West Hollywood apartment, and he 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 makes note of like, well, no, it's rent control. Why would I move? Like, I don't know. You're a rock legend living in a one bedroom, but I kind of respect that. Um, but yeah, he's just in there frying up potatoes. He's just making homemade mm-hmm. French fries, like steak fries. He's just got the big pan of oil, got all his memorabilia everywhere. Just Lemmy, just making homemade steak fries. Something endearing about that. Well, he talks about. I still don't think they made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, he might be one of those where his persona and his image was much bigger than his financial success. But his persona. I mean, he was not like opulent. With the crazy, because I'm reading this other book called Nothing But a Good Time. It's all about the 80s Sunset Strip era. And I'm still like, you know, listen, uh, the punk rock and all that stuff, it it means more, but the stories aren't any good. Mm -hmm. You're going to read a 300-page book about how the guys in Minor Threat didn't do any drugs? (laughs) No. No, you're not. It gives a shit. (laughs) Oh, and then we went home early. Chapter five. <laughs> Fucking cares. <laughs> Boy, they, yeah. Ian Mackay seems like a fun hang. Yeah, yeah. G, or GGL. And like, what? I'm not gonna read about how he stuck a microphone up his ass. Like, I'll watch. I'll watch a video uh, once and then not need to know anything else about it. But that that glam rock era. So I was reading about. That's the book I'm reading now, and it's all just different interviews from people of that era. It's interesting to me, and if you were uh, at all, I'd say f- 44 years old or older, <laughs> it might pertain to you, too. Yeah. That, I do think about how a whole music scene died immediately when Nirvana showed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Like, yeah, instantly, was, you was guys swift. are all clowns. Yeah. Has, has there ever been another transition like that? We're just, well, maybe, I don't know, the birth of rock and roll, maybe whatever was popular before that just got put on the shelf. 
But yeah, that was... Yeah, just came in and swept everything else out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was nuts. Just over the course of a couple months. And it was a bit a bit... Yeah, and it was kind of... How decadent and ridiculous how these bands, they were all sounding and looking the same, and there was no... It was just a money grab on all the companies of like, ah, big hair, makeup, put it out. And everybody living like, we're the king. Like, not to say they all deserved it, but it's like, yeah, you acted like you were the hot shit. And anytime that somebody acts like that, I feel like you're about to get bit in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, just in any, any form, too, any comedian type of like I'm unstoppable and the best there ever was you're going down <laughs> yeah like you can only go down you can only go down from there mm-hmm. yeah to feel like instead of being like I'm on top now I better enjoy this because you can't stay here no <clears throat> so enjoy that view while you have it mm. I don't know I don't know what it's uh interesting reads that's what I was getting into laying hobbled up in the van the last few days yeah how you feeling now so it's I'm I'm bending the knee today. It bends today. Yesterday, man, I got back. I got into all my old medicines. Got back into the. I know. I mean, I'm knocking on wood. Never got hooked on the stuff, but I had some pretty strong pain pills here. Really, and man, when they say these are addictive, I'm like, I get it. They're great. Yeah, <laughs> they're so real. A real ride. Yeah, I used to have a uh, a nice bottle that uh, that I got in case of kidney stones, and uh, yeah. man, a few times. I mean, I've, we've talked about that. I've had a few bouts with kidney stones, but man, yeah, there was a couple of times where I was popping those suckers, and I was like, "Oh, I get it. I get <laughs> why there's an opioid crisis." Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm glad I didn't get into these recre- recreationally because I'm like, I need them mm-hmm. now. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's not like the things don't hurt. You're just like. I don't know. Pain's just like the wind at this point. <laughs> it's just a thing I'll experience, but I'm cool with it. So I still, after all these years of you having the gout, I'm unclear on the type of pain or, or, or what you experience when you have a flare-up. Like, is it just like... Well, it moved... Just a it knee moved up injury? to my knee. Okay. Yeah, it was my foot. And even the last time this happened, I went and got an MRI on my knee because I'm like, this can't just be gout. Really? Something's broken. Huh. Something's torn. Like, that's how bad it feels. Like, like your leg doesn't work. Like, imagine your knee just stopped working. Like, what? Really? oh, I'll just bend it. No, you're not going to bend it. The pain, the pain is going to be so much that you won't. The pain is just like a do not enter sign into bending your leg anymore. Normally, I'm like it hurts, but I can I know the range of motion is there. This is like no, there's you're not moving your leg. Is it always the same foot and the same knee? No, it was the the last oh. time after that Joshua Tree trip was my left knee. Really, this time it was my my right knee. It switches. So it felt like I had a it felt like I had a sunburn on the skin. It felt like I had the sunburn from the middle of my thigh down to the top of my ankle. The knee joint did not function. Weirdly enough, though, I could stand on it. I could stand and I could walk because you don't really have to bend your knee when you walk. But I had to take a... You ever try to take a shit with with one leg that doesn't bend? It's been a while. I can't remember. Like a a pike? Mm. Not easy. (laughs) 
Not an easy thing to do. Man. A lot of wipe a lot of wiping after one of those. May as well just take a shower. Yeah. Also difficult to do. <laughs> Buddy. So yeah, I just laid around doped up. Got back in Saturday. Was feeling all right Saturday. Friday night was feeling bad. That's when I had that show in Missoula. So I apologize to anybody if I was didn't seem like I was at a hundred percent on that show. It was, all, it was at a cool, it was like a, it was at an art gallery. It was at an interactive art space that used to be an old Sears that was part of a shopping mall. Oh, nice. An old Sears. Yeah. Which I was, that's why I was joking that like, you know, they, this is like nice as you think you're watching capitalism fall and art reclaim the space, but then they still got to figure out how to charge people money who are on mushrooms. Like, well, okay, 10 bucks, come and wander around. <laughs> <laughs> this old Sears we fucked up. <laughs> but it was cool, man. It came together last minute. It's called a Giggle Box. Giggle up Box. Up there in Missoula. Okay. Yeah, but it's weird to walk around. Like, I can clearly see which parts, like, oh, here, this is the menswear section, but now it's all graffitied and a bunch of rubber bananas hanging off strings from the ceiling. I'm like, yeah, I like it. That's pretty I like, cool. I like art reclaiming these spaces. Yeah. Yeah, might as well do something with it. Yeah, man. But it was it was cool. Yeah, many many thanks to everybody that made the those last few shows possible. Caroline, she's the one who's got the tattoo of uh uh I like this old stuff better. She's got that tattoo on her arm. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna let you down someday. Oh I'll never live nice. up to a tattoo. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever live up to a tattoo. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty cool, you know, man. Is uh, that that I would feel a lot of pressure if someone got a tattoo of me? Like, yeah, yeah. I hope you're you're probably going to regret this sooner than later. Yeah, trust me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint myself, which means you're going down with me. <laughs> oh, man. But that was that show was great. That was like a little tiny dive bar called the Roughed Up Duck. That was Monday. It was a week ago. <clears throat> Bozeman was at like a cocktail bar. I didn't realize Bozeman was expensive. I didn't know that. Bozeman, Montana. I don't think I've been to Bozeman. Man, a, a, same thing, more of a touristy downtown, I guess, because mm. it's uh, closer to uh, Yellowstone there. Mm. But uh, I get there, I'm like, I'll get a hotel for the night. All that shit, cheap. I got like a, a no-tell motel. It was like 300 bucks. No way. Yeah, that was the cheapest one I could get. Was there something going on clean, in town? Uh, was there was there a convention? I, no, some, it's summertime and Yellowstone's right there. Mm, okay, man, that's a lot of money for a shitty hotel. I got it for. It, well, I mean, it, it was clean. I won't, I won't put it on the the Bozeman Inn. Was a clean for being a no-tell motel. Was it was clean or the illusion of cleanliness yeah. was there. <laughs> But enough, enough about me, Dave. What's going on with yourself? What's going on with a husband to be, Dave Stone? <laughs> That's right, husband to be. Uh, yeah, just working on the yeah. wedding, man. Trying to, trying to. Uh, it, it's kind of like it, it's similar to like booking a tour. There's just so many little details I I didn't realize you had to take care of. Oh yeah, but, you uh, got to get lighting, pyro. Yeah. Got to get all that <laughs> stuff in there. Uh backup dancers. Lockdown. Lock <laughs> backup dancers. I locked down <laughs> some uh catering, pretty excited about that. Um 
Shout out to uh, Taylor Events, T A Y L O R D Events, Taylor Events, uh, based out of Glendora, California. This guy's uh, really been uh, working with me, and, and uh, we're narrowing down the menu and getting everything set. Uh, I think we got it figured I out. Said, I thought you said Taylor. DeVince. Tailored. Like a, yeah, like... Yeah, no, I thought it was like a fancy Italian fellow. Yeah, DeVince. <laughs> um, Taylor DeVince for yeah. really getting my wardrobe correct. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Taylor DeVince. Uh, we <clears throat> got, got a stylist. Nice. Doing... I, I was toying... Last week we were talking about maybe the Kogi truck, maybe the In-N-Out truck. Uh, decided just to go with one caterer for both meals. We're doing like a Friday night... Um, I don't know, rehearsal dinner sounds a little formal, but just a Friday night catered event, just just a hang Friday night, and then uh, same guy's going to cater uh, the the dinner slash reception. So we're going with Friday night. We're going Italian. We're going to serve it all family style. We're going to have charcuterie boards, cheese mm-hmm. plates, uh, big bowls of manicotte, maybe some ravioli, right. maybe some. Bake fucking ziti. Who knows? But uh, <clears throat> big Italian spread on Friday night. Big barbecue slash southern spread on Saturday night. Dude, uh, I, I did a lot of recon on this fella. <laughs> checked his checked his background. Uh, he smokes his meat, so he's. Uh, we're gonna do uh, some some smoked brisket, some pulled pork, some ribs. I was, I was gonna say you're gonna let somebody else handle barbecue. Well, on your wedding day. Well, I wanted to do it myself, but Katie kind of put her foot down and says that I always overextend myself when I start cooking for large crowds. We can make... get you an we can get you an apron that looks like a tuxedo. <laughs> if it were up to me, I would want to do it. But she was like, "Look, you got well, there's so much going on. Just please let someone else do it." And I was like, "All right, yeah, dude, yeah." But uh, yeah, full barbecue spread on Saturday. Uh, all the smoked meats, uh, fried okra. Uh, collard greens, cornbread, baked beans. Oh boy, it's gonna it's just gonna be nice. And we're serving all that family style too. Katie and I were kind of uh, uh, locked in a in a duel on whether or not to do. She didn't want to do buffet style, and I thought she wanted t- table service. And I thought table service a little a little pretentious. And uh, so we met in the middle. I didn't even think about this, but the caterer was like, "Dude, let's do family style. We just bring out a, you know big trays, big plates, put them on the on the table, and everybody just kind of grab what you want, pass it pass it on down." So uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Trust trust these drunks to not get food all over their nice yeah, clothes. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so stoked about that. Got the that that was a big box that needed to be checked. Was you know the catering? Like, what are we going to eat? Who's going to take care of that? So that's solved. Uh, yeah, we've got the event locked down, or the uh, the venue, rather. Uh, yeah, the only big thing we have to do now is figure out lodging for everybody. So, ideally, I wanted to put everybody up, like, at the same hotel, but, uh, man, that's that's not happening, just because uh, the demand for hotels in Palm Springs in November is uh, a lot higher than oh, I anticipated. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think Rachel and I will try to make, make a few days of it, so. yeah. Probably get like an Airbnb or something. Yeah, it should be fun, man. Um, got some invitations going. I don't want to not go spill the beans. We're not doing traditional invitations. I always thought those were boring. So doing something fun. Doing something fun and spicy for the <laughs> invitations. Nude, nudie, nudie yeah. sexograms. Yeah. <laughs> nudie. 
Hunkograms? Are you sending out hunkograms? <laughs> Just me shirtless in a bathtub full of beans. <laughs> door to door. Ugh. Door to door. Uh, remember that was a thing? Like the... Send like a half naked lady to somebody's yeah, house. Yeah, what did they like call a, that? A strip, a strip, stripogram. Uh huh. There was that old SNL sketch with the uh, with Land Shark when everybody they'd say Candygram. What's it? Candygram. They say Candygram. Oh yeah. And they opened the door and it was a shark that just ate you. What's a Candygram? Just <laughs> hi. Here's some candy. I think it was just like a friend. Yeah, I heard you, it's your birthday. Here's a card and balloons and shit. Oh man, I th- I think that's what I'm assuming, but yeah, but yeah, working on that. Um, oh, dude, I made made a big old pot of black beans this week. I forgot big how old pot of black beans. Forgot how much I love black beans. <laughs> Sorry, that's my uh, that's my own clutch song. <laughs> big old pot of black beans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, not far off. Okay. I was listening to some clutch. That guy just really just sings about whatever is around him. Man, what is good as for leaves, got no time for space aliens. I remember Go. we saw them together at the House of Blues and yeah, in doing Hollywood. yard work at the apocalypse. And you and during the show, you leaned over, you, you said something like, I can't believe this guy's made a career out of just saying boogeyman, boogeyman noises. That's how we named the podcast. Boogeyman yeah, this guy noise. just sings a few lines and then makes, <laughs> makes monster sounds. Oh, man. <clears throat> oh, I've been working on the John F. Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe are my parents. Blah! <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, speaking of Marilyn Monroe, our, uh, did I tell you the wedding venue is just uh, a block away from uh, her old place in Palm Springs where apparently she and JFK banged. So there's a little landmark there. It's where they stopped. I still think they, uh, I still think they had her killed. That's an interesting I, story. Um, there was a podcast that I was listening to, and I cannot remember the name of it, but they laid it out pretty well that mm, it does seem like, yeah, she got she got offed. She was messing around with both of them, right? Robert and John. That's odd. Let's just keep all that separate. Uh, I wish I knew which... Which podcast it was, hmm. but they, they did. It might have been like, like I said, I listened to those Parcast ones. I've been listening to a few of them again, and they are. It was a very dry layout of, of those things. But that one, I, I I listened to their research on that Marilyn Monroe thing about how, it looked like her her body had definitely been moved mm-hmm. after she died, and how it was, like her door was. Lock from the outside. There's a lot of suspect things around it where I was like, mm, it does seem like this was, we got to keep this one quiet. I wonder what she, if she, what intel she had other than, because I know she had threatened to like spill the beans, but I mean, I wonder what she was going to spill other than I'm having an affair with the president. I wonder if that enough, I, I feel like that alone wouldn't be enough given his reputation for kind of being a philanderer. I wonder if she 
knew some higher intel that she was going to spill. I, I again, like I've 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 consumed so many of these podcasts driving around that I I don't remember what's what. And there's a couple other ones. I hate saying like, "Oh, this podcast was a great subject for our podcast," but mm-hmm. uh, but trust me, nobody's gonna filter it the way we do. Exactly, we ignore all facts <laughs> and we just uh, veer off onto non sequiturs the whole time. Uh, but it, it is worth looking into. They did lay out like the facts of the matter, like the time of death, like what they thought the time was, uh, according, but what really the time was and like again how like if a person dies that the blood pools on the bottom of the body and so that part clearly it showed that her body was moved and that pills couldn't have done it or it was a lot of factors where that gave me enough of like hmm this is a curious one mm-hmm. and another one I was a book on tape I was listening to it's called Chaos and it's about how they think uh, that Charles Manson was a CIA or an FBI informant. Really? And that they wanted... And I've been listening to like a slower speed so I could sleep. I'll put podcasts on a slower speed mm-hmm. so they sound a little drunk and it's a little more lulling. Huh, never thought to do that. But what, what, I, what I've gotten through half osmosis and uh, almost a sleep state was interesting about how yeah, he kept getting caught before these murders happened. He was like on probation for all his shit and would get caught and they just kept letting him go. They kept letting him go huh. for all these things he got caught before these murders happened. And keep in mind, he was never there. He did not murder anybody. Yeah. He was just the cult leader. Uh-huh. And it was this guy, he's, he's proposing that because the CIA wanted to like with COINTELPRO and wanted to take out all these hippies and really sow seeds of doubt in the hippie and counterculture movement that they kind of were all right with, like, because Manson, they were all hippies and flower children that were, like, still did these murders. Mm -hmm. That they were, like, in in a very convoluted way, allowed to happen to sow seeds of doubt Mm -hmm. in the counterculture movement. That whole, like, the idea, like, here's the death of the... The 60s was basically, they say, those murders is what kind of like, oh, the idealistic peace and love movement died when those murders happened. Mm -hmm. Whether or not they wanted them to happen, they're like, oh, this is good. We can use this now to turn the public's opinion towards this movement and against like things like the Black Panthers because I'm screwing up how, but they, but that it was going to help turn the public's opinion away from the counterculture or countercultural revolution. Yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting enough take. And this guy, again, he's digging up enough little tidbits here and there and about the guy who basically wrote the book Helter Skelter mm-hmm. benefited off of it and left out a lot of crucial details and to create this best. He was the lawyer for... Uh, in the case, hmm. and uh, and it was a, a, a conspiracy theory I had not heard about. Yeah, that's interesting. I wouldn't put it past that, the CIA to to try to pull off something like that. Yeah, I saw some interesting interview the other day with Brian Cranston, you know that actor, and mm-hmm. uh, he 
he had met Charles Manson before all that went down. Uh, he, he just tells a story about he grew up in the L.A. area, and uh, when he was like 11 or 12 years old, uh, he and his brother used to go up to Spawn Ranch and uh, ride horses. Like, I don't know, they had some connection, where uh, some family connection where they'd go up there and the two brothers would ride horses all day. And uh, one time uh, they met a guy named Crazy Charlie. Everybody kept talking about, Charlie's here, Charlie's here. And, and then, uh, like, he rode by on a horse all strung out and people were like, oh, there's, there goes Crazy Charlie. And then, like, a year later all that happened and he saw it on the news. He's like, holy shit, that's the guy... <laughs> That we rode horses with. Really? Yeah. That's always intriguing to me, like uh, infamous people, like uh, encounters, people who have encounters before they become infamous. Like, oh, that's the dude. Yeah, yeah, had like, we're like at a bar and danced with Ted Bundy. And yeah, he's just this charming dude hanging around. Man, I was, uh, I'm going off on different things now, but I was also watching, uh, this is a while back, I saw, I can't remember what band, it was a music documentary, might have been about driving and crying or something, but if I remember the anecdote correctly, somebody, uh, these bands were starting, these teenagers, uh, we started, we, we had this band and we had that band, and then uh, somebody's band, the bass player came up missing uh, it was like like high school band, not like a before anybody was established. But yeah, somebody's bass player came up missing, or they had to get a new bass player because somebody came up missing. Come to find out, uh, it was one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. Like, oh yeah, our, our original, really? yeah, yeah, so, something to that effect. Where somebody's early high school band, uh, one of the members went missing, and then it later was revealed that uh, that was one of Dahmer's victims. Oh, <clears throat> I mean. Have you ever gen? I mean, okay, I'm sure with you know the police history, but like, ever got the sincere vibe off of being around someone, where you're like, ooh, this is not, this is someone that is not on the mental plane as everybody else. All the time, all the time, still to this day. <laughs> maybe it's you then. Yeah, <laughs> but if that's the case, maybe you're the one. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I can pick up on that energy. Oh, Dave's been the psycho this whole time. <laughs> Dude, I met a guy this week that that made me feel that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I won't name the business, but it's a local business involving animals. I went to take Charlie to get some stuff done first time at this new place, and I was like, oh, shit, something's off with this fella. And then uh, sure enough, I later did some research on that business, and there was just dozens of reviews of like what's up with this guy like super yeah just just super weird energy i I, i've never claimed to be i i don't know people who talk about being an empath and having all these special abilities i don't i don't think i have any of that but i i can i can tell when someone's a fucking creep man just it's there's something in their eyes there's just I, i pick up on some energy and uh that happened a lot back when i was a cop and <laughs> to this day, I still I pick up on on people like something's not right. Dave Stone, no bullshit Southern psychic. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, I guess I'm getting a couple visions here. I'm, I'm well, I can only I can only contact him if I'm eating a plate of biscuits. I can only <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball. I got biscuits and gravy. I got to look into, and then uh, well, you got like a relative older, some real son of a bitch, real son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Yeah, dude, seriously, <laughs> some people, you could just tell this energy. and I mean, I don't want to go off on all this, but, like, like, I mean, I'm liberal, and, and I'd like to think that I'm progressive, and, and I'm all for giving people second chances and giving people the benefit of the doubt, but I think some super progressive liberal people don't understand that I truly think there are certain people on this planet that are just fucking evil, that offer no good. I mean, you well, some, you read about yeah, you know what sociopaths and psychopaths are, and I think it's within comedy I've met them more, more sociopaths. I wouldn't say necessarily psychopaths, but like where you are, like you don't understand, like you're not selfish in choosing to be selfish. Mm-hmm. You're just not aware that your actions affect other people, and you don't. Your mental makeup is like, well, their their feelings aren't important. Mm-hmm. My success is more important, mm-hmm. and that's a, uh, the sociopath. Yeah, but I, I meant like straight up. Like I think this person may have killed somebody. The, oh yeah, I I got creeped out by uh, the, when I went to the Museum of Death in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and the proprietors were there, and they were just a little too. Remember when you meet like fifteen year old kids that are into death metal? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're super into like the blood and gore and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you're fifteen and you're trying to scare people, like you're figuring out who you are. But these were adults that ran the museum of death, and I was kind of like, well, this is I'm here. I paid money to see all this creepy shit. <clears throat> but then they were way too excited, like, yeah, we got Charles Manson's prison jacket, man. We had it. You know who we sold it to? Johnny Depp. But they were like. Adults that were still too fascinated, yeah, with serial killers. From like you guys, probably killed a homeless person. You guys, you guys, you weren't enough being a fan of the band. You tried to learn the instruments yourself, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> I mean, that serial killer. I, I as much as I think it's, you shouldn't base your personality type around. Well, you base your personality type around whatever you want. But the people that are just like, I know a lot about serial killers. It's like, all right, you could have just developed as a human, mm-hmm. but you want you want to. This is what you identify as. It's like it's like weed culture type yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. Like that is your personality type, and you're gonna scare me because you know a lot about this. Like, no, it is fascinating that we're all of the same. Make up, walk in generally the same existence, except you went off this way. Mm-hmm. Some some wire got fried out in your brain where you have to do this thing. I'm curious about that. I have a theory that you know. uh, pedophiles have bad vision. Every pedophile I've ever met has had <laughs> thick glasses. Now, I'm not saying everybody with bad vision is a pedophile, but I think uh, if you really oh, looked into <laughs> it... Oh, that's this forty-three-year-old woman. I'm fucking so small, <laughs> dude. I've met. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> seriously, like I've met more pedophiles than I care to admit to. Uh, well, that sounds weird. No, just from the cop days. Like I, w- <laughs> I would run into people and then get a vibe, and then later, there, there was more than a handful of cases where, like, I would, I'd have repeat customers. We'd go to certain houses for other things. And I'd meet people, and I'm like, whoa, this dude is fucked. Like, you could just tell something's not right with this dude. And then, sure enough, six months later, you know, a detective tells me, oh, yeah, that guy, you remember the whatever? Yeah, we, we busted him with some kitty porn. Just 
a handful of cases like that where I would get. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he didn't even know it was kitty porn. He just couldn't see what he was looking at. (laughs) But like, especially with with whatever that gene is, the the pedophile, the sex criminal, whatever. There's just now, obviously, there's a lot of people that partake in that that are keeping it on the down low and concealing it. But I'm saying there are some people that engage in that kind of stuff where you can just see it on their face. You can see it in their eyes. Like, oh man, there is a extreme darkness going on with this fella right here. And then sure enough, you know, later on it's determined, oh yeah, he got arrested for pedophilia. Yeah, that, it, that tracks. I, the, thick, the thick glasses do look suspect. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. Some people are just hard of seeing. Also, transition lenses. Mm-hmm. I'll hold that. You could just... Without, if I wasn't, I mean, I'm not a politician, but if I was, anybody with transit, any man with transition lenses and sketchers, you should detain them. <laughs> they should just be detained until deemed innocent of anything. Because if I always said men, men's sketchers are just pedophile Air Jordans. That's all men's sketchers are. <laughs> you see a grown man in sketchers and transition lenses, put him, lock him up for a day yeah. just to make sure. Just to see. See what you can get out of him. That's oh. an untrustworthy individual. Man. I, yeah. I, I, I want, like, I'm trying to think offhand, but no, it was in comedy where it's like, Oh, there's some extreme personality types already in stand-up, mm-hmm. and and ego, in ego, egoism, egotism, yeah, egotisticalism. Mm. You know, really up their own ass. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And where it's like, all right, sometimes you know it takes that mentality to make it. Like I got to hustle. Like all right, I, I get it. I think I'm obnoxious, but okay. And then other times it's like, oh, you are just. You just have the blinders on, mm-hmm. and you were going to be this way in any profession you chose. It's like I will, I'm going to succeed no matter what, not in a hustler way, but in a sociopath way. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a lot of those in comedy. Yeah, man. But I, I, I was always trying to wonder. Like, we've probably all met, like, have <clears throat> been introduced or spoken with someone who's a, a murderer oh yeah for sure right just the sheer odds of even, how many people we encounter even if it's just like yeah even if it's like a no country for old men type of thing like pick a side of the coin type shit mm-hmm. maybe not that close that we were close to death but being in a bar you know being in a bar somewhere on a friday night mm-hmm. like oh this guy's creepy and trying to hit on women uh or something like that We've probably all met one. That's that's a scary feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That'll make you paranoid of the world. Yeah, I, I think about that a lot, especially when I'm out in big places, big public areas, you know, at the mall or a mm-hmm. ball game. I'm always like, I, sometimes I do the same exercise with uh, which one of these people is an alien, but you could also do it with which one of these people <laughs> is a serial killer. That's fun to do, too. Speak. Which I realize I look like a weirdo because I'll go drink by myself. I'm shit. I was in Missoula just going to every bar by myself, a guy not from town, mm-hmm. limping in, drinking alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I then going to sleep in a van at Walmart. I realize, yeah. like, oh, I'm going to be a suspect. Oh, yeah. If for some sure. shit goes down, I'm going to be a suspect. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of parallels between serial killers and, 
it, touring comedians for sure. You're in a different <laughs> different yeah. town every night. You're alone. You're always on the run. Oh yeah, that was we we talked about that before. But there was like that comic that did get busted. He was uh, right sexually assaulting women. They traced it to his tour schedule. Wow. And he was a real fucking psycho. He was like, he was playing college gig, gigs and would take him into the band room because he knew it was soundproofing. Jesus. Like that's um, throw him in the chair type shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always felt like a uh, a fugitive when I was on tour. A lot of times I'm I'm hanging out in state parks. <laughs> I'm always on the move. Yeah. And just being yeah being alone. Mm-hmm. Well, why is that guy alone? Why why do you got to be with people? <laughs> <laughs> because look at you guys, you're obnoxious. Yeah. That's why I'm by myself. <laughs> I felt to speak. I felt bad. I, I was sitting at the one bar in Missoula, and uh, there was kind of like I'm not gonna say they were tweakers. They're like they're very like look like early twenties drinking, you know, skate skate teens or youths. Mm-hmm. And the one gal like was journaling like artwork journaling, but it wasn't good art. It was definitely like uh, I don't. This is how I process emotions. Type of. <laughs> artwork <laughs> and they left and i saw there was a wallet on the ground right there and i was like oh shit i can't i couldn't run because my knee was fucked up and i told the bartender i'm like i think there's a wallet please don't toss out my beer i'm coming back and i get out of the door and see the gal's already kind of down the street a bit but i did not, not like there's other people out there so i'm like how am i gonna figure out i can just go hey blondie <laughs> like because she's blonde girl and it's like the first thing I could think of to get her attention. Because I'm like, hey, you. I don't know. There's 20 people out. I'm like, hey, yo, Blondie. <laughs> like what I turned into my fucking grandfather yeah. trying to get a waitress's attention. And as soon as she's turned around, I'm like, is this your wallet? Also, I'm sorry for calling you Blondie. She's like, it's all right. It got my attention. I'm like, here you go. She's like, thank you very much. I'm like, I didn't. I did. It was like the first thing that came to my mind to try and get your attention before you skateboarded away. <laughs> well, at least you yelled for her. I don't like it when uh, people ask me to yell at someone. Hey, stop that guy. Yell at that guy. No, you yell at him. I don't, I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. I've had that before. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get that, get that what, guy's attention. What do you want me to? Get, yeah, I, no. I got no context. Yeah, exactly. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't yell. I don't. No secondhand yelling. You, you yell at him. If you need him, you I'll yell make cl- at him. I make clutch noises at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that work? Did that get him? No. Well, you should have given me more information. Oh man. So you're Use back the home. Voice you're using. How's uh? Did you, did you uh? Did you reunite with uh, G- Jenny Nooch? Oh man, little creepy D. Uh, you know what? Uh, R- Rachel and little creepy D have formed a very strong bond. Nice. And I am. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not my house anymore. No. Man. Well, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta win it back. She's always when there's two people in the house. Little creepy D is always kind of like, all right, then y'all are hanging out. Yeah. And she has to choose one or the other. Oh. So I'm I'm working on winning that winning that trust back. Yeah. But she went out because I got back Saturday afternoon, 
And uh, she was out in the yard Saturday night, heard a little commotion, came back in with a, with a bloody nose. She's still Aww. out there bruising. Hey, she out there bruising. What, what she I, got I'd hate to see the I'd hate to see the other guy. That's all I'd say. I'd hate Aww, to see the other guy. Little bloody nose. Yeah, she's all scraped up, but was like, "Yeah, I took care of it. Now give me pets." I'm like, all right, you got it. it. <laughs> yeah, I got that jerk out of here. I appreciate you. <laughs> Get on the couch. We're hanging out, <laughs> watching. That's awesome. We oh, watched. Uh, oh, we watched. We watched a fun movie that had a couple decent. Scary parts. Uh, yeah. Called a werewolf. A werewolf within. Oh, I saw that. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I saw the thumbnail. I was like, oh, what's that? It's just a fun one. Fun one, with Sam Richardson, who's just a funny dude. Yeah. From oh Detroiters yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Detroit. Oh, dude. Speaking of Detroiters, I that, that new season of I think you should leave. Holy shit! Have you watched that yet? I have not. Oh my god! I I'm such a fan of that dude, Tim Robinson. Um, yeah. Not every, as the case is with any sketch show, not every sketch is going to hit, but the ones that do hit real hard. Like some of those sketches, that dude is so goddamn funny. Just, mm-hmm. oh my God. <laughs> I can't even put my finger on it either. He's, I don't know why, what it, uh, what it is about him that cracks me up so much, but I think it's just cool. He's he's Quality got that weirdos. yeah he's got that kind of loose cannon vibe like and he's so good at it where it's like it's like this guy's so funny he's scary like he's almost a danger to himself. <laughs> God, <laughs> that was a uh, Detroit because I saw somebody throwing love on Detroiters on account of like. Man, it's so great to see this show and those guys doing well, but it's a shame that Detroiters didn't get the yeah, you know, the exposure it deserved. And that was another one of uh, old Rachel's shows. That's that right. That's right. Brought to fruition over at Comedy Central. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah, in a in a in a way, she's responsible for his success because that was like his first big thing. I think was Detroiters. Uh, I I don't know about response, but yeah, like had like saw the potential yeah. in the show that they wanted to make about their hometown. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's the uh, both seasons of that. Uh, I think you should leave. Just insane. I gotta watch it. I watched some of the first one. I liked it a lot. I just there's one. I won't spoil it, but there there's one where they're kind of doing that premise of um, you know, Johnny Knoxville did it. A few other people did it. Where you. Someone dresses up like an old man. There were some viral videos that were actually real funny going around a couple of years ago where like um, like these uh, CrossFit type dudes would dress up like like in good makeup and look like they were 75. Mm-hmm. And then they'd go to like Venice Beach and like lift weights and blow people's minds. Like, how's this 75-year-old man lifting that much weight? Anyway, that old yeah. premise of just dressing up like an old man and going out in public and that was they did like a setup to a prank show like that but the the makeup and the costume was just ridiculous like he didn't it didn't look real at all in in fact he looked just completely <laughs> scary and freaky and then I, I i won't i won't spoil any of the twist or jokes but oh my god just some of the premises they came up with on that show just so damn funny there's a new jackass coming out really as I've said in the past, I'm like, there's no way it's going to be as funny as the ones before. This one, I really don't know if it will be, but I will, 
absolutely go see it because each jackass that came out, I watched and I'm like, this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Man, talk about guilty pleasure. So, <laughs> like, I felt oh, yeah. so bad for watching them. Like, oh, God, this is just making me dumber by the second. But, man, some of that nah. stuff was so fun. No, nah, it takes, there's a level of an intellect and a level of heart to uh, make something that dumb still be appealing. That sketch they used to do where they put a put a baby on or uh, a car seat of a babe, baby's car seat on top of the car and drive off. <laughs> yep, just the easiest thing. Or Johnny Knoxville with old balls hanging out of his shorts. Yeah, come on. Oh, man, some of that shit was so stupid. Yeah, I love it. Gosh. God bless him for doing it. I, w- I wonder, I know there's a lot of drama now with uh, Bam Margera being all What's his deal? Fucked up. He's just all fucked up. Yeah? He's like... On drugs? On, uh, on the thousandth rung of a downward spiral yeah. kind of thing. Mm. And, uh, you know, the other fella passed away. Yeah, what, Ryan, Ryan Dunn. Yeah, Ryan Dunn. He was one of the fun ones in there, too. That yeah. was a sad one. But uh, so I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how guys in their 50s <laughs> can do this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. With it, without without it being that same kind of vibe, like that same vibe of like seeing comics that are still like shit, and I get I this I get scared that I'm in that group of like, well, right, man, we fucking partying, like, no, why? Yeah, you don't have to. Like people buy me shots, and I was like, oh, I forget where I was. I'm like, all right, I'll drink some shots. Oh, is at the bar next to the one in Fort Wayne? Guys just kept giving me shots. I'm like. I mean, I'll drink them with you. Ugh, shots. I'm not getting getting maniac about it. What's the hurry? What's the hurry with the shots? Just I'll get. Although I'll, I'll I, get there at that at that one bar in uh, Missoula, they had it was uh, just the big old like um, water cooler type of jar and a like a pickled egg type jar with a tap in it on the bar, with nothing but pepperoncini peppers in it and like vodka. Huh. And I know, I know that because, like, what is this? She's like, oh, this is vodka with pepperoncinis. It's a pepperoncini shot. Okay, it's fantastic. Yeah, that sounds okay. I'm, I was like, I gotta taste this. You know what it had? You ever do picklebacks? You ever mess with those? No, I, I don't do any backs. I just you know. no. It's like a training wheels yeah, thing. Yeah, but no, I, I've heard of I that. Was, I've heard of people uh, with a pickleback. I wanted to try it once because I was like, what's this all about? Oddly enough, it was I think it was uh no, it was um oh, it's not important. Um so I tried it and I was kind of impressed at how quickly it eliminated Okay. the whiskey flavor out of your mouth. Ooh, dude, I just have an idea. I just have an idea. Let's learn learn proper Oops. English. That's my idea. Um That's your second idea. You know how people you know how there's like uh booze soaked fruit? You know, like vodka, rum, soaked watermelon, mm-hmm. pineapple rings. Uh, yeah. You do that. Can, can we do that with a pickle? Imagine crunching on a big old dill pickle that's been soaked in vodka. Well, isn't that the whole thing is the pickle is saturated already? Okay. So that's why that's not going to work. Hmm. Could you? But I No, I see where your head's at. Could you start from scratch? Could you? Okay. You take your cucumbers and the whole pickling process... Uh, you, you incorporate some booze into the pickling process. Hmm. Well, now, how does the pickling process work? I mean, this is a question I ask you. I don't know, because then there's some about brining and why the... 
Yeah, it's the ho- the host the host item <laughs> would absorb the. Isn't that why they use vinegar or something like that's what it absorbs into the. Yeah, but I'm saying I have what, I have no idea how this works. Wh- whatever so. your solution is, whatever your brining solution is with the vinegar and the spices and whatnot, I'm saying, what if at that step early on we incorporated some booze along with the vinegar? Are you saying? Are you saying the uh, Dave's Dave's hard pickles? Oh, oh. Up the Dave's hard pickle business. Dave's hard pickled <laughs> eggs. You could do that with a pickled egg. Uh, hey, do you want to get drunk but also feel like Cool Hand Luke? <laughs> he just felt sick because he ate all those eggs. You oh. could do that and also uh, feel woozy at the same time. <laughs> oh, we didn't think about this idea n- nearly enough. <laughs> Dave got into the... Dave's, dr- Dave's hard pickled eggs. Dave's drug pickles. Oh, man. <laughs> We know, like that. We know that booze-soaked watermelon is great. Yeah, but have you have you had Dave's? God, this is Dave's. Uh, this, this is Dave's bourbon-infused uh, uh, sweet potatoes. It's just, it's just one sweet potato. That sounds good. Soaked in Jack Daniels. It's not cooked. It's still hard to eat. Uh, <laughs> mm, oh man! Can you guys get? It's corn on the cob, but in it's filled with gin. We've injected <laughs> gin into the middle of the cob. It squirts out. Gin oh. squirts out right in your mouth, like a hundred <laughs> little water fountains out of each kernel. <laughs> Oh, I saw somebody do that with gummy bears. They made uh, drunken gummy bears. You just uh, I get that with the sweet. I just yeah. don't think it's going to work into the vegetable <laughs> world so much. <laughs> I don't think it's going to turn into like, try these rum tomatoes. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I think pickle, I think <laughs> if there's one vegetable that it could work, it would be a pickle because it's already, you know, it's already tart and sour and got the vinegar and. No, with well, with that's the thing with this vodka. It didn't taste like vodka at all, but it wasn't super spicy mm-hmm. because of the pepperoncinis. It just kind of tasted like a almost like a pickle juice type of thing. yeah. As a shot, I don't know. I didn't take a bite out of the peppers, but you go to those. I mean, shit. That's a where is it China or something where they just have the different vats. It's always vodka, but like one's got a snake in it. Oh yeah, you know one's got the child of their enemies in it. <laughs> it's just they just they'll infuse they'll infuse it through anything. They still do that with tequila with a worm, or is, can you can you buy tequila with a worm in the bottle? I'm sure maybe not in America. Yeah. Maybe that hasn't passed FDA standards, <laughs> but I think you could still. I think you'd still get it. I'm shit. My sister was in Mexico City, just eating bugs, mm. like culinarily, not just not just off the <laughs> patio or anything. Not just, not just recreationally in the park, like they were prepared into a dish. Just sliding a stick into an ant hole. Ant, ant yeah, hill. it's not like she's just not well. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, she somehow found herself south of the border. Tegan, we could get you a taco. Come on, eating eating tarantulas out of a spare tire compartment of an old Volkswagen. 
I'll wire you money. Please stop sending us pictures of this. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. <laughs> well, we've missed the topic again. <laughs> I did realize we've already been at it for over an hour. Oh, boy. Nobody, nobody could kill time like us, Kyle. Well, the people listening to the yeah, show Yeah, that's can. true. At least we feel like we're doing something at the end of this hour. They don't get that back. The listener does not get this back. Oh, man. Okay, I got a quick question for you. Uh, wedding entertainment, what would be a fun... What, what are some fun party games you'd like to see at a wedding? Like, what about... I was, th- I was thinking about getting a ping pong table. What if I brought in a ping pong? Something for people to do, you know? Like, hey, let's hang out and c- play cornhole or ping pong. I mean, if you... I mean, are you going to have dancing? We're going to have dancing, I guess. Yeah. But that's what people want to do at a wedding. That's what they want to do? They don't want to play ping pong? You've been to weddings, right? I've been to a couple. I haven't been to many. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a sports bar. Well, it's just... It's it's outdoor. Like, it's it's really... It's a pretty venue. And I just thought, you know, maybe some lawn darts or some... Horseshoes. Horseshoes would be fun. I mean, there. I was at a wedding that had horseshoes. Mm-hmm. I will say. Bocce ball? And but they were. People want to socialize, man. Okay. And people want to dance. That's what they want to do. I don't think you have to worry about keeping people entertained. I mean, I'm assuming the people you're inviting have also been to weddings. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's my first crack. I mean, at ping, it. I just... I, I, you know, I, if you want to play ping pong, I get it. Ping pong is fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I think I just want to play. Some but ping it's ping. also, I think the, I don't know. You start playing ping pong, you see the rest of your friends are over there dancing. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go dance. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got to make a dance playlist. I was, I'm working on wedding playlist, and I didn't realize how much of the music I enjoy is uh, sad bastard music, or as you would say, one time you mm-hmm. you accused me of. Listening to uh, Confederate funeral music. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, that may, yeah, it sounds about right. Get some songs. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go to the Reddit. Let's hear what are people's favorite uh, dance jams. Mm-hmm. I once had an idea that a bar that just make it like a wedding reception theme, huh. where it's like, all right, we just play the fun songs. Forget about the scene. Yeah, we're gonna play. Celebrate by Cool and the Gang. Uh huh. You know, just let's start it up. Who cares? Yeah. You're drunk. Yeah. You know how much fun you have at a wedding. What if it was just like this at a bar on a Friday night? Yeah, I think maybe that's where I need some help because. Which is Tony and Tina's wedding? I realize I just invented Tony and Tina. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, people out there, go on to Reddit. What are? Let's start a thread. What are some favorite? What are some unexpected jams? Yeah. That's always fun when you're like, I'm, I don't know this song, but it's got a good groove. Yeah. And I can dance to it without feeling like I'm going to be surprised by some element in it. Yeah. Yeah, I do need some help because Towns Van Zant's not really wedding music. You know, just got to... No, man. Poncho and Lefty. I mean, you get a bunch of ODs <laughs> in the bathroom if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> Oh, if you need man. something to play over, if you need something to play over the soundtrack of an ambulance taking away some friends, you <laughs> play Poncho and Lefty. Oh man, 
I'm going to make sure there's uh, some vegetarian items for my vegetarian guest, Kyle. What do you think about a smoked portobello mushroom? Would you would you get down on that? On a oh, absolute barbecue absolutely, plate, dude. I'll eat all the sides too, man. Fried okra, smoked portobello mushroom. I'll, I, I'll definitely do some smoked port- portobello mushrooms. That'd be fun. I'll be good, man. I'll probably be back on the on the shellfish if that shows up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I almost I had I got these Red Lobster gift certificates when my mom got them for me for my birthday. Nice. And I was gonna say maybe we should go last night. I was like maybe we should go. I'm like ah maybe I should skip that shellfish. Although that hasn't been the trigger. It's the fact that uh, my satur my beer saturation has been a hundred percent for almost two months. Can we talk about real quick how adorable it is that your mom got you Red Lobster gift certificates for your birthday? That's adorable. She knows what her boy likes. Way to go, Deb. Yeah, and we got one over here, too. I was kind of waiting for Shrimp Fest, and I get my most bang for my buck, you know? Did you send your tape in for Shrimp Fest? I didn't get it last year. <laughs> my submission. <laughs> I got three-day three passes. I got, I got the VIP package for Shrimp Fest. I'm headlining this year. They just, they let you just go in the kitchen and watch them make the fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> I, got a meet, I got a meet and greet with the sous chef. <laughs> Get a fist fight with a night manager over the starting end time of Shrimp Fest. <laughs> I got, I got an exclusive shuttle service door to door. I'm real excited. We're gonna camp out for Shrimp Fest this year. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stay the we're gonna stay the whole weekend. What happened? I did too much acid, man. I missed most of Shrimp Fest. I was fucking hiding under a booth for most of the weekend. It's really, really oh. bad time. Oh my god! Fucking met my wife at Shrimp Fest, dude. Why is that so funny? <laughs> oh. Because we're easy. Oh Comedically, we're easy targets, Dave. We don't need the highfalutin stuff. Oh, Jesus. All right. What are we going to get to next week? Yeah. <laughs> what was the topic we've been putting off for three weeks? I've, I've got it right here. I haven't I haven't revealed it. Now it's too much pressure. I'm going to have to come up with a All new right. topic. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. Yeah. We'll save it. I'm going to have to come up with a new topic because we've been building this one up so much. Yeah, building it up. That's what we've been doing. <laughs> oh, a bunch of teasers. <laughs> Really wetting the whistles out there. Oh, hey, did you hear about uh, the uh, LA's going Two Polish guys that went into okay. LA's going back to a mask mandate? Heard about Jesus. it. Jesus, what is going on? Are we all gonna get so, we all gonna get the Delta variant now? I don't know, man. I we were out of the woods. I just I just went through I just went through every state that did not give a shit. Yeah. So. Weird. It's weird to be back and see people wearing masks again. Man, it's a crazy world we're living in, Kyle. <laughs> we'll get into it. Speaking of that crazy world, I gotta get out into it. We gotta go up to. Oh yeah. Gotta go up to. Gotta go up to Washington now today. Just kick it. Really? Yeah. You, you could kick it for a week. You haven't traveled enough. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Rachel got an Airbnb. We're just going to kick it on a lake. That's nice. Good for you, man. I'm just going to go splish-splash around for a few days. There you go. Yeah, man. That's fun. 
Well, welcome home, buddy. I'm glad you you made Thanks, it back man. safe. Glad you had a. It was a it was a journey. What was it? Seven weeks. Right on about seven. Dude. Yeah, I left the Saturday before Memorial Day. That so. is that is a haul, buddy. <clears throat> yeah, man. But lots of de- people want to know when you're doing shows in Long Beach. Oh, I got I got some coming up. I got I'll start. You got to tell. Stuff. Let people know they want to go, man. I'll start plugging them. I'll plug them soon. All right. Well, I'll plug my shit now. I'm gonna be. I'm doing the the reopening. Fingers crossed. The reopening of the Vermont Comedy Club. Oh, nice. Labor Day weekend. There you go. So that's what I got coming up. Vermont's pretty, man. I like it up that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun club. It's one of the last places I played before the whole shutdown. Mm. And they've been shut down, I think, since then, too. So it's a little, nice little uh, bookend. There you go. Well, right on, buddy. Yeah, let's go. Let's get out there and meet some murderers. Mm-hmm. Meeting my favorite murderer. That's our podcast. <laughs> Making my favorite murder. That's what combine them. <laughs> it'd be, a, it'd be, a, be a released released after the crime is committed, and here's how we did it. <laughs> oh boy! Well, all right, man. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy your little getaway. You've mm. earned it. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, everybody, go on Reddit and uh, come up with better songs than old Sad Sack Dave has planned for his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's hear some jams. Oh man! All right, man. Well, cool, buddy. We'll get you. We'll, They'll help you out with that one. We'll f- They'll help you out with that playlist. We'll figure it out. The Boogie Monster. Bye.